Hi there, my name is Pete Cashmore and I'm the editor at large of Nuts Magazine. Hi, thanks for joining us today. Thank um, you for having me. <laughs> no problem. Um, so basically we just wanted to get your perspective and just see from kind of Nuts' point of view um, how you feel about it and, and what your opinion is. Okay, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is uh, we feel that no matter how, how they try to dress it up, it is uh, an attempt at censorship and attempt at, 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 um, at censoring us and, and magazines that they perceive to be like us. Um, they have been um, very clever and quite evasive in saying that um, they don't wish to censor us. Um, they merely wish to encourage um, uh, um, encourage the likes of Cart and Tesco to, um, to consider whether or not to stock our title. Um, but that's just passing the book. Um, it is a clear issue of a, a bunch of people who think, down with this sort of thing, about our magazine and um, and and its censorship, no matter how how you try to dress it up. Do you feel um, that they've um, spent a sufficient amount of time? I mean, have they ever contacted you, and have they ever said that they'd come and spend some time at Nuts and get to know what you do? Do you feel like they're very familiar with your title, or do you think that perhaps they've misconceived what you do? No, I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they know what we do at all. I mean, they quite apart from everything else, they've they've lumped in the five main um, men's magazine titles under, under one banner that are lads mags yeah. and if you were to look at, at front magazine loaded magazine nuts magazine zoo magazine and fhm magazine you'd see very clear differences in style in tone in the language that we use mm. but it just it, it suits them and their argument to just to sort of lump us all together like a, one great big lump of plasticine and call it lads mags I saw as well, um, when I've looked through um, their kind of Twitter accounts, when I've looked at their kind of website and tried to understand where they're coming from, they seem to be saying um, one of the, I think, the more serious kind of um, things that's being linked is they're linking the lads mags and, um, and rape, which is something that I was yeah. quite personally quite shocked by. Why, yeah. I mean, from your kind of side, what, what it, where, where do you think they're coming from with that? Because I don't understand. Okay, I mean, the... Uh, this link that they talk about is based on um, they're basically the, the entire academic justification for this link that they they've put forward is based on a I think it was 2012 University of Middlesex study by somebody called Dr Miranda Horvath. Dr mm -hmm. Miranda Horvath has made a very good 10-year career for herself by basically linking anything and everything to rape, and it just so happened that last year it was Lads Magazine's uh, turn. The the study that she did was it was incredible and when i say it was incredible i mean there was, there was no credibility to it at all it was a, it was a, a pretty much academically worthless study and that's not just me who, who said that I, I, a gentleman much much more intelligent than i the uh, comedian ben miller was um, was was on uh, appeared on the tv show the right stuff um discussing this particular study and said um with all due respect to this person i I went to university, I know what I'm talking about, this is a worthless study. Mm -hmm. and, and yet, somehow, they've managed, the, the UK feminists have managed not only to, to sort of get by with this one bit of academic study back in the month, but somehow now it's, it, it's sort of presented as a universal truth, when it is, to put not too far a point of it, bilge. Mm. I think um, I, we're, you know, we're going to be obviously looking into that claim a little bit further later. But I think that yeah. um, 
I was quite shocked, and I think that that's quite um, a serious um, kind of accusation and a serious link to make. And I sort yeah, of, I mean, you know, speaking, speaking, sort of from our point of view, some of the stuff that they that they say and claim about us is borderline libelous. Yeah, and that is that is probably the uh, the sort of the chief accusation among them. I think so. I mean, I think from a from a female's point of view, I very much pride myself on being an independent woman. Um, I don't like the term feminism personally, but um, I certainly feel I feel very sad that there it's being it's used as a sex debate. I think it shouldn't be that. I don't think this is about feminism, and I think the removal of lads magazines from a shop because of them being on display in an inappropriate way is one argument. That's not feminism. I think that. Um, the removal of... I, I think my biggest problem is the suggestion that these women, and I think it was Holly was mentioned from Geordie Shaw and Chanel Hayes and several others, that they're victims and they're somehow being kind of used and abused and manipulated. I find that really sad and depressing as a, as a kind of a view because I think these women, and I know them, are very smart, savvy girls who are certainly... You know, they're using their assets to obtain a career and, yeah. and to travel the world that they would never be able to do otherwise. Yeah, and I think if you um, basically a, a lot of a lot of this whole debate is being aired out on Twitter, and, and UK feminists a while ago, at the start of June, started their lose the lose the lads mags hashtag. Yeah. And um, at the start of this week, we decided that we were going to fight fire with fire, so we went on Twitter and started a keep the lads mag hashtag. Yeah. And after 16 hours of our hashtag being in existence. It's been tweeted five times as many times in those 16 hours as Lose the Lads Mags has been tweeted in two months. And a, a vast, vast, vast amount of those tweets were from outraged women saying, this, these, these magazines make us feel good about that ourselves because they offer us a realistic um, depiction of female body image, leave them alone. An overwhelming amount of the, of the tweets from... Um, from women. If anybody wants to click on the uh, Keep the Lads Mag hashtag, they will see that this is not me just... No, no, I, I completely back that up. I um, saw that myself today, yeah. You know, the, 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 the weight of public response has been overwhelming, and it's, it's quite baffling to me that in that we're, that we're at this point. It's, you know, it's kind of baffling to me that I'm even on here talking to you about this, because yeah. it, it, it's a landslide, you know. If, if it's to do with public opinion, then we have won by by a landslide, you know, it, it should be, it should no longer be a debate, but the debate goes on. I think it's depressing from a female's point of view. I feel like this is setting us back many more years, that women want to be seen in this way, and that, you know, I don't need to walk around with my boobs covered up, um, with no makeup on, flat shoes, and yeah. my hair in a ponytail, to feel empowered. I mean, if it, you're, it's just ridiculous, it's painful. It, <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, credit, it, 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 it kind of, you know, it, 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 we're almost getting back to the stage of sort of covering up the legs of the pianos and things because <laughs> they might, you know, it, it, it's Victorian values, pure and simple. And we should all have, we should all have evolved sufficiently to, to, to have bigger fish to fry when it comes to the stuff that we get bothered about. I think from my side, one of the things that I've certainly learned about Nuts magazine and it's similar to us, and we're doing a big campaign on mental health and raising awareness, and we're dealing with body image and anorexia in both men and women, and 
And I think that, you know, Nuts is doing um, really good things with Calm, which is another mental health awareness charity. And I think what I find really depressing is that I couldn't find, and I could be wrong, and I, in fact, I hope I am wrong, I can't find what the Feminista group are doing that is actually positive, that's actually helping people, that isn't just... I mean, really, they've had a go at these girls. I've been targeted by so-called feminists. Um, in, in my eyes, it's inciting hatred. It's bullying. I don't understand what they're doing that's positive. And if Nuts wasn't there, and you know, I think that we would be easily able to find somebody and a group of people, maybe a lot more than a few, who have been affected by the calm things that have been running nuts and the other mental health awareness and has stopped them, you know, with, with the young guys having the high suicide rate. And if that's something you want yeah. to abolish, I'm very concerned because that's a bigger problem. Yeah, I mean, we, we know that, we know from the, the stuff that we've done with calm and the meetings that we've had with calm that since we, um, since we started working with them, um, there's been a, a sort of a vast increase of people taking the time to ring them up if they have problems and, and, and engaging with them and, and, and citing nuts as the source um, from which they got that information. And it's as you say, um, the, that will that will all that will all go be as nothing. And I'm quite certain that um, that the good people of, of UK Feminista couldn't uh, couldn't give a flying one about the fact that we, you know, that we do no. that. It's not a balanced view, is it? It's a very narrow, you know. I think that's that's always my. I like to see everybody's side. Like I will listen to them. I will listen to the No More Page Three people. I will listen to everybody's yeah. arguments on this. And obviously, I have my own view. But I think it's a very. I really don't like the way Tesco's are being attacked either. I've spoken to them myself, and they're a lovely um, group who've done a lot to do with charity, and they do a lot to do with with a lot of things. And I'm very very sad that Tesco's has been picketed in this way, and I hope it doesn't, you know, affect anybody. Yeah too much he's working there either because it's not nice it's um it's, it's basically as i said before it is a classic case of down with this sort of thing it's a bunch of people who don't like the aesthetics of what we do that's mm. absolutely fine we appreciate not everybody's going to love us but they don't like it to to such an extent that they've decided they want to stamp it out and well we ain't having it no. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to them? I mean, obviously, I'll be speaking to to some of the representatives from um, some of the feminist groups later. Yeah, I mean, without meaning to, to sound like I'm crowing, you have acted and the public have reacted. And the sheer weight of that reaction against what you are trying to do to us should be enough to tell you that you speak for a very, very significantly small minority. You do not speak for the majority of, of, of people. A lot of people don't particularly care about what we do either way. But for the most part, we're viewed with affection by a vast majority of the population, and you need to leave well alone. What do you think about the way that the magazines are displayed in store? Is there anything there that you think there is a problem with? I mean, I've never well, noticed them, is, so... This is, this is the thing. I mean, we, we are... We're displayed at adult eye level, quite often behind modesty boards. Um, I'm not really convinced that we need to... If, you know, the, the, our magazine covers obey the guidelines of the magazine industry. Yeah. Uh, if, we're dis, if we're being displayed at that height behind modesty boards, I don't really see that there's anything further that needs to be done. Yeah. 
So that, and again, that's not really an issue for you. That's an issue for them to take up with the magazine guidelines, isn't it? I don't really think that's Tesco's or your remit, (laughs) to be honest. You're you're doing what you're doing. I think also I would like to say as well that um, on behalf of, of, you know, women everywhere, (laughs) I really enjoy seeing um, the glam models because they have healthy figures. My friends who are in the glam industry are very nice girls. They're very supportive. They're very unbitchy. Um, and yeah. they all work very hard for their figures in the gym, or they very, work very hard eating the carbs to make sure they're curvaceous. So I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I fan mean, of that. There's been, there's been a, one of the first things that that happened at the, at the start of the week when all of this started kicking off was various people tweeted our covers up against the covers of various women's magazines, yeah. which were either decrying people for being too thin yeah. or offering people who were very thin as um, as kind of desirable. Yeah. And then placing it next to our cover, where I believe we had um, the full-figured model Holly Piers on the cover, and the general consensus was, I, I personally know which one I'm more comfortable with, and of course the inference was that it was, it was the nuts uh, covers. So... Um, but then, it, from what we hear, um, once we get uh, dealt with by UK feminists, the the, uh, the inferences are that um, they'll then turn their attention to women's magazines. So, all the women's magazines out there, you've got something something fun to look forward to as well. I think that's it. I think that um, I am very much about people who have um, passion, and if they believe in what they're standing for, I really respect that. However, I would say um, that I know that the representatives for um, Holly and Chanel, uh, Miss Fitz, did actually contact them, and as yet, they are being ignored. Um, so why that's happened, I don't know. So we shall see how the debate unfolds yeah. over the podcast. But um, um, so far, I think that's really, really good. Is there anything else you'd like to say to anybody? Is there anything coming up in nuts uh-huh. that people should listen and look out for? Um, the, the only thing that I would say is... Um, is if you're not following uh, Chanel Hayes on Twitter, uh, then you definitely should. She's been uh, an incredible, she's been a, very much a source of inspiration to us to keep going because what she says is, is, is an absolute truth on this subject and um, she's to be lauded for, for saying it so so calmly and so eloquently because it's a, it's a situation that, that can, uh, if you let it, it can get, get you very annoyed. But um, Chanel's been amazing and uh, big up her. Yeah, we've got her coming on as well later, so um, that'd be yeah. good to hear from her. I think so, and um, you know, we like nuts. We enjoy nuts, so right. <laughs> keep it. And, and also, everyone should definitely look out for the um, for the stuff nuts are doing, mental health and things like that. Yeah. It's absolutely vital. So absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us today. Right. Massively Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Chanel Hayes, and I'm listening to the True Lad podcast. Hi, Ab. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been an eventful morning today. I'm looking at the uh, Sunday morning live with the absolute ridiculous argument from UK feminists. I don't know whether you're watching. We certainly were. So, what do you what do you have to say? Because they they've said a lot. We feel like we've heard a lot from them. So, we'd like to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a, they have said a lot, but it's been very repetitive. It's been very scripted. Nobody's ever ad libbed. Nobody's spoken to me and I've invited them to speak to me nobody's kind of had a debate it's kind of been scripted paragraphs that we've heard a 
about 3,000 times from the same woman. And to be honest, it's getting boring. It doesn't have any response to counter-arguments. It doesn't have any other depth to it, apart from this one paragraph that says it's exploiting women and it's demeaning towards women. And these women from page from page three and, and lads mags um, are feeling like they're being looked down upon by men, they're being objectified by men. Well, let me just say, it's my job, it's my choice, and I am these women, not you, UK Minister. So please don't put words in my mouth that don't agree with the words that I'm processing in my brain, and please don't speak to me when I've got a voice of my own. It has absolutely wound me up to the point of that I, I think it's ridiculous now, and I am ashamed to be, a, I would always back feminists in the fact that we've fought for years for equality, but now I am ashamed to be linked in any way, shape or form to the feminists who are giving women a bad name. That is just my opinion. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people feel like that. I think with every group there is extremists, there are people who just kind of, you know, would say, I, I'm a feminist, I don't really know what it means. And I think that they're certainly an extreme group of women and I speak on they behalf. They are. Yeah. In so much to say as that the way that their argument has, it, it's kind of like the way in blinkers on either side and the only way that they can see is forward towards their cause. And it goes so far, even potentially in my mind, linked to the way that extreme terrorists would think. They only look towards their cause and the only thing that they are going to do in the end towards this cause is damage people and damage an industry. And the feminists are exactly the same in the way that they they won't look either side. They won't discuss this with anybody who doesn't agree with what they are saying, which I feel like is just, um, it's arrogant and it's rude and it's probably ridiculous, to be quite honest. It's, quite it's, it's not the behaviour, in my opinion, it's not the behaviour of a group of people who want change and who want to get change you need education you need a discussion and you need to understand your subject and I think if you won't go along and understand your subject I don't understand how you can take such an extreme view I think it's quite concerning I don't think it's a good message to women children or anybody that you can be no. this kind of hateful yeah. and extreme and I, I yeah, find that quite I mean, concerning to be honest I think it's, it's got to the point where now it's just about them being heard. I don't even think that any sense comes out of what either, you know, any of them are saying. I think that it's got to the point where um, them telling people that I am a, as a glamour model and giving the wrong impression to children, the way that they are putting that across is in itself a bad role model setting to give to children. They are teaching children, young women, young people, that if they don't like something, is scream and shout about it until you're loud enough for somebody to hear you. And if they don't like what they're hearing, just carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on complaining until you get what you want. And as a mother now, not even as a brown model, as a mother, if my child behaved in the way that these feminists were behaving, in the fact that he didn't listen to other people's views, he didn't respect other people's opinions, and didn't look at the big picture, he'll be grounded because that is not how I want my child to act as a person, as a human being. So the fact that women are acting like that to get what they want is in itself terrible to, to show children how to act in itself. So they're absolutely dementing the argument in what they are saying and how they are acting because it's just voiding everything that they are trying to teach, if you understand. 
Absolutely. There's no tolerance, there's no understanding, there's no education yeah. involved there. And I'm concerned about the research and the quotes that are being made because they don't... I mean, for, to make this, we were very balanced and we wanted to give both sides, but I couldn't find, you know, good quality, decent research or factual kind of um, references for, for their kind of statistics or for their generalised well, views. It's concerning. Yeah, you're exactly right. I was just watching Sunday Morning Live a few minutes ago and... Um, there was a lady there, I forget her name actually, it's quite rude of me, but there was a vicar, a female vicar. Mm. She said that she'd been to a school um, and there were 30 children in this class and every single female pupil in this class wanted to be a footballer's wife or a bonner model. Well, please could you give the name of the school, please could you give me the names of these girls because somebody needs to investigate this, this is just a lie that she got quite clearly pulled out of her head because I've never stepped into a room and had every girl want to be a footballer's wife. I think it's ridiculous. When I was seven, eight, nine, I, I wanted to be a blooming... Well, it changed every day what I wanted to be. One day I would want to be a baker, the next day I would want to be a policewoman, the day after that I'd want to be President of the United States. You know, it's ridiculous. And I think the fact that she tried to use that as any kind of statistic that puts any kind of sway on the argument is in itself quite laughable. It's ridiculous. It's very insulting as well. I think it's very insulting yeah. to the children and their families it and is. the teachers. Yeah. It is. I mean, Tom, uh, Timothy Stanley was um, on the panel as well. And he said that he made actually a very valid argument that it seemed to be taking away the right for these women to choose because why Why should some women not want to be a footballer's wife? Why should some women not want to be a glam model? You know, it's up to... Saying a footballer's wife puts a negative connotation on it, but really, how many women in the United Kingdom are housewives to footballers, computer analysts, anybody? Like, that is not a negative thing. If somebody wants to keep their house nice and do that themselves as a role within their family, then that is completely up to them. And he made the point that, really, it's, it's gone, it's meandered now down such a different path that instead of the actual argument that they are given, it now seems like one group of women telling another group of women, you are not what I think a modern woman should be. Well, that's fine, because everybody's entitled to their opinions, but please don't take away my independ my financial independence, my independence as a woman, my career path, you know, don't take that away because of your opinion. It's ridiculous. If you think that my job is wrong, then don't do my job. That's fine. We'll just go our separate ways. But the fact of the matter is, I do my job, and if it wasn't for my job, I wouldn't have my house. I wouldn't have my car. I wouldn't have my possessions, and my son wouldn't be living the life that he's living now, which is very comfortable, and he's a very, very lucky little boy. And by taking away my job, you're taking away my right to choose my career, my right to choose to empower my body as a woman. And to be quite honest, it's got to the, the point now where it actually is becoming more of a witch hunt than a campaign for what these women actually believe in. I think so. I think... Um... For me, I would really like to see and hear um, the emphasis in schools, in every you know topical debate being put on self-esteem, 
confidence and happiness. If someone is happy being a footballer's wife or being a vicar or being a bricklayer or being whatever, if you are, to me, that is where the importance in life is. And one person's happiness and self-esteem is built upon completely different things to another. So I don't know why a group of women think they can blanket ban something because who are they to decide what a woman should be and do? Aren't they then taking away our rights and equalities by saying we are the voice of the woman? Are you? Well, you're not the voice of me. They're not. They're, they're, they're a voice of a, a few, a couple of thousand women out of however many million women there are in the UK. And I feel like for them to speak for me is fine if that's what they want to do. And if they are saying what I think and what I would like to say, then please speak for me if you want to do that as a public voice. But these women are saying that they are speaking for me while at the same time damaging my livelihood, well, I wouldn't damage my own livelihood, so that's clearly not what I want to say. So please don't say that you're speaking to me when you're not. All you are doing is speaking to yourself and saying whatever you think needs to be said for you to get your voice heard. And I think somebody needs to tell them that. I wrote them an open letter and openly invited them to my shoot. I invited them to come and speak to me, even if they didn't want to go on, on a photo shoot with myself. They could have come and spoken to me in a way that I feel, you know, on a platform, woman to woman, view to view, which is how these kind of things should be, should be done. But they didn't even reply. Now, to me, if you're witch hunting me and my job and my colleagues that I have a lot of respect for and work with on a regular basis in a professional setting, if you're witch hunting and manhunting hunting us, please have the respect to speak with us and discuss our different opinions and try to find a moral common ground. But, yeah, I would have had I would have had know, so much more respect that. if they'd done that. If they'd have actually, you know, I think that showing to, to me a, a view of a, of um, what I would aspire to be as a person is tolerant, educated, and understanding. And I think that yeah. these these people are none of those things. If that's how they behave, I really don't like it. Yeah, I think it's an awful. No. It's also it's very, very attacking. And the thing is, there's a whole argument that they're actually saying, and it's it's kind of once you start, where do you stop? Because if you're going to insult the lads' mags culture, we need to then look at the, the female magazine culture. Because yes. surely that's sexist if we don't do that. And I thought these people were standing up to sexism. So if we don't look at the female magazines, then, you know, we've got to. If we look at the female magazines, then we need to look at Women, women Weekly or Home and Garden Weekly because... Surely that's encouraging women to then stay at home and be housewives, but we don't do that because we're modern women and we like to have jobs that are professional, this and that and the other. No, modern women are just that. Modern women, they choose what they want to do. You can sit at home and claim benefits if you really want to. That's not my path that I would ever choose to take, but everybody is different and we can't insult one group of women because they're empowering bodies and not chefs. What about female chefs? Surely they're teaching people that women only need to stay at home and pick. Well, no. What about, you know, things everywhere. What about hairdressers? Why why do people then, then say that women are gay men be hairdressers? It's, if we start somewhere, there's nowhere to stop. And we would then, by default, insult probably every member of this population. I'm sure that feminists don't like people saying to them, I, this is, let me just say, not my opinion, but it is an opinion that I have heard, a stereotyped opinion that I have heard about this. You know, 
lesbians at home don't shave their armpits will argue with anybody i'm sure that they would absolutely hate to be labeled as that because i'm mm. sure that they are not that but even if they were that is their choice well i'm a glamour model and i don't like them to say that i'm a sexual object i'm this i'm that i'm i'm you know men demean me men objectify me they don't i choose what i want to do and i don't insult you or your life so they shouldn't insult me on my life and that is just the way i feel about it you know if then we start to go on to insult everybody what about you know i'm walking in, into the supermarket i take blakely down the magazine aisle that's fine if if they don't want the men's magazines there that's fine we should just eradicate the magazine aisle then i'm walking down the meat aisle well hang on a minute if I'm a vegetarian or I'm a vegan, I'm walking past the mints, I'm walking past the fillet steaks, the chicken breasts. Well, this is nothing but murder in my eyes. Yeah. So why should the meat not be covered up? Okay. I'm walking down the meat aisle. I see the pork chops, the pork sausages, the bacon. Well, hang on a minute. Surely that's be covered up because I disagree with that. And that's insulting me and my religion. You know, I mean, all these are just hypothetical situations, but the fact of the matter is, if we start, where do we stop? And I think that's what UK feminists, sorry, UK feminists need to sit back and, and realise the fact of the matter is they could insult anybody in the world, but why are they picking a certain group of women? I think as well, one of the things that really genuinely concerns me is when I have seen the um, relation between the page three and the magazines and lads mags and all this and rape it's that the argument as i understand it is that women become sexual objects which are disposable to men that are kind of these submissive creatures and that encourages oh, men to take them for granted no. but well it's just ridiculous we've all heard of rape in india now i'm sure that india as uh, uh, i mean i will have to check this but i'm 95 percent sure that india don't have lads mags on page mm. three so why is there rape in India then? Are they saying that people from the UK who buy Nuts and Zoo magazine then get on the first flight over to India and rape people because mm. that's some kind of insubordinate message within the magazine, it's ridiculous. Now, how long have men's magazines even been around? What, 20, 15, 20, 30 years? Did yeah, we not have rape in, in the early centuries, like before, before now? I think we've so. sexual abuse and mm. it's ridiculous. They can't, there's absolutely no link whatsoever between uh, page three, large magazines, anything like that, and, and rape and sexual assault. It's the most insulting and ignorant thing that I have ever heard in my life. It's ridiculous. What about, you know, third world countries? They can't afford to be making Nuts magazine and Zoo magazine. That's not, you know, they can't, they can't afford to do that over there. But are they saying that rape doesn't occur in, in countries in the, of the third world? It's ridiculous. Of course it does. I really rape also feel... It's a human... It's also yeah. really concerning to me that by citing the lads mags and the girls um, like yourself who choose to be in them and um, the guys who then see you in a certain way and then have a different mentality and go on to offend, what I'm concerned with by that is aren't we back to this terrible culture of the same with the girls magazines at the moment, aren't we just blaming women for women's things again? Aren't we saying that yeah. women are asking for we, it by being sexual objects? I mean, that's so depressing. If anything, I mean, how long have, have women fight for and been fighting for equal rights, the right to to choose, the right to be what you want, to be, the, the right to be equal? And, and in my opinion, all that UK feminists have done 
by launching such a ridiculous tirade against Lancet magazines and the women that work for them, all they've done is put us back years because now it's, it's just ridiculous. We've completely digressed. Mm. It's ridiculous. I mean, I feel like by taking this job away from me, by taking my career away from me, I am now going to have inevitable unemployment unless I do something that they deem as acceptable. Well, I'm sorry, you know, I like my job. I like my wage for my job. I like my lifestyle that my job has been able to provide for me. And I like the fact that as a single mother who doesn't get a penny from my child's father, I like the fact that I can provide by myself. And if I had to then go and do a job that I wasn't qualified for and I had to start at the bottom, all this would then be taken away from me. And I think all you can send the Minister of Durham, like I said, by pushing this campaign is taking us back years in the fact that they're just taking away my right to choose. And aren't they also, I mean, I suppose thinking about it now, it's an interesting point about them taking us back years because... I suppose what I'd not kind of toyed with before is really what they're saying is we should cover women up in public. Like, isn't that yeah, like Yeah, it's very oppressive. Very yeah. oppressive. And the fact of the matter is, I don't want my son to feel like the human body is a taboo because it's not. Because it's my body, it's his body, he should be proud that he has his body. Not everybody has the chance to live in a, a country like this where we're free, where women can go topless on a beach, where, you know, men can walk topless down the street. You know, I feel we're all humans. We've all come from the same place. You know, breasts are a lot less sexual objects than they are organs that feed children. They are, they're mothering things. You know, I said my son for months from my breast and now I'm, I'm supposed to cover them up because they're considered a taboo and dirty. Like, no, I think it's ridiculous. Things that are taboo are more exciting to children, you know? Yeah, uh, who, 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 when they were five, yeah. six, heard a swear word and then got told off to say it, so then went and whispered it right behind the wall to their friend and said, I've just heard the word shit, you mm. know? Because it's, it's exciting and I feel like oppressing the body and oppressing sexual desires is only then going to encourage children to, or say children, young adults, teenagers, to then go out and have sex earlier because they're not allowed to openly express things at home. And I feel like it would be a really, really worrying situation in the outcome of this if this goes ahead because really I would much speaking as a mother I would much rather my son went to shop and bought nuts magazine and then I'm gonna say it had a had a period of masturbating in his room or whatever then go behind the bike shed behind the school and sleep with a, a girl who can get pregnant Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we've got to look at the cause and effect of this. And no matter how taboo sexuality is in teenagers, it is not going to disappear. Just because you could cover up the boobs on the front cover of a newspaper, it won't disappear sexual desires in teenage boys or girls. It won't. And I feel like if that's what they are talking about, if that's what they want to do, they are looking at the completely wrong place. Children should be educated about sex, about the human body, about desires, Mm. wants, this, that and the other. They should not be oppressed 
because all they are going to do is cause a worse situation and it upsets me that they can't see that. As a mother, I am now worried about what my children might get up to because they're not allowed to express themselves normally. I also feel, you know, I'm, I'm very fond, we have a lot of obviously lads in our audience and I'm very fond of our audience and we have some very fun and entertaining, you know, sort of discussions, banter, whatever. And I feel very, very depressed that the view is that guys are so, st- it's insulting that they're so stupid that if they buy Next magazine it's going to make them this or it's going to make them that. And I don't think, I, I mean, of our, I don't know, we probably have 220,000 people across our Twitter network, for example. We have, I reckon, about 4 million people each month on the website. I think of that, I would say, and I can do statistics because we actually have them and we don't quote the, the voices in our head. Um, we have, I reckon, probably 3% negativity to 97% positive comments about whether it be women or, you know, whatever else. And also... The other thing that I think people are so wrong with is nuts have done some really great things in their magazines. It's more than a pair of boobs on the front. And if the pair of boobs on the front gets a guy in and gets him talking about mental health or erectile dysfunction or something he feels, if that creates an environment where he then feels able to express himself, I really don't want that taken away from the young people because it's the highest statistic of suicide is amongst young men. feminism, I, I feel like we all need the equal right to choose this, that, that and the other, I do, but I feel like this branch of feminists who are now putting these views across are actually in themselves being very sexist, yeah, I because so. I do agree with what you say, there are, there are adverts in, in nuts, a zoo loaded for how to check for testicular cancer, yeah. things like that, well they wouldn't, where else would they get that information from, and then it's a proven proven fact that men do not like to go and get checked out for this type of thing at the doctors because it is a very taboo subject. Now, putting that in a magazine, they might have been drawn in by the boobs on the front. They might have been drawn in by the name and or saying topless or saying bums, boobs, whatever. Mm. But the fact is, regardless of how we get the men to buy these magazines, they are now being educated for something that could save their lives in the long run and it's insulting you're right it is insulting to men to say that we should just take these off the shelf because we're then leaving a massive audience for female magazines and taking all the ones for men now i know there's other magazines for men out there that have yeah motorbikes on the front for example some men don't like motorbikes so why would they buy that you know everybody has got a different preference of what type of magazine that they want to buy and i feel like nuts um, loaded men's magazines, weeklies like this that feature and empower women and celebrate the female body are covering a massive niche in the market and if they were to go, well, there would be a massive audience of men missing out. And what about, though, to me, the answer is better education for people in schools. I think sex education really needs completely revitalising anyway. I've thought that for years. Um, I think, what about if you said, okay, keep them on top shelves. They do have to be behind the screens or whatever. Um, And, you know, why not, instead of doing that, why not have 
keeping them on the top shelf so they're out of the eyeline of children. I think all magazines should be on the top shelf unless they're homes and gardens or whatever because they're pretty horrendous these days. But, um, you know, if everybody is, if it was that, you know, you were not to have a topless girl on the front cover, it can be inside but not on the front cover, everybody who should buy adult material, whether, I mean, I'm talking about Glamour magazine and all these others as well because they're adult content in there. I don't want my 13-year-old daughter buying a, a magazine about orgasms, to be quite honest. Um, yeah. And so... And I think it is women are missing the point in the fact that they are kind of stupidifying children, thinking that children can't read. Now, if I take her, I've got a friend of mine who's got an eight-year-old daughter. If I take her to the supermarket with me, which I have on occasion when I've been looking after her, and we go on the magazine aisle, she won't look at the ones on the top shelf. She mm. looks at the, the Love It and the Women's Weekly and everything else, and then says, what's rape? What's yeah. murder? What's this? What's that? Children can read. So really, if we're going to regulate men's magazines, regulate and magazines in the whole, front, yeah. then regulate the rest of the magazines. And that and I think is something that everyone that would agree on. Should be on the front. Exactly. And if they were over sixteen, you know, and there was, um, a, you know, there was, there was the magazine standards need to be addressed. And I think this is where, if they'd come and talk to people and stop being so ridiculous and militant, we could all come yeah. to a, some sort of agreement on this. But abolishing lads' magazines isn't the way forward it's also not realistic and i think people who choose a stance in life that's almost like ludicrous makes me go well you've made yourself stupid anyway because what's the point in that you're not gonna get i mean like they said about you know the the no more page three girls are very very different group of women to uk feminista and they're a lot better and you know they 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 have a point and i think where they're coming from in their eyes is a good place you know I, i would have to say that but I mean, like, taking the page out to the sun. Again, I don't see why you can't have an insert that's then kept on the top shelf with nuts and zoos. And if you buy the sun and you want the insert, you pick up the insert. Again, nobody would have a problem with that. But we're not. you don't have to abolish something to, you know, I also think it's you're, you're addressing the wrong people because parents have a decision. I decide what magazines I buy. I decide what material exactly. sits around my home. And I make those decisions, as does every other parent out there. So exactly. I just don't I understand that. I did make that point as well the other day. I did say it's not up to the, to the media industry, to the magazine industry, to make parenting easier for parents. No. It is up to parents to, te- to, to responsibly guide and teach their children what they should and shouldn't see. And... You know, every parent is different. Some parents might not want their children to watch a PG film. That's fine, take them to see a U film. That's up to them. Some parents might not want their children to see Nuts magazine. That's fine, buy them Dennis the Menace. It doesn't make any difference what is out there. It is the, the, the parents who should guide the children's choice then if they don't want them to see this. Do you know what I mean? And the, and the fact of the is, if the magazine aisle offends these these women so much, there is a lot of online shopping available. So shop online. If you are that bothered, shop online because you can't take away everybody else's choice just because you disagree with it. Do you if, know what I mean? If you go down the chemist aisle in Tesco's 10 years ago, okay, you might have found, um, like, Vagisil. No, probably didn't exist then, but anyway. You might have found um, KY Jelly, okay? No real description as to what that is, apart from it says lubricant in the front. Now, if you go down any supermarkets, because I don't want to keep talking about Tesco's, because I really don't like the way they've gone for Tesco, personally, but anyway. um, And if you go down, you know, you've got your medications, you've got your condoms, you've got your vibrators, you've got your lubricants, you've got your cock rings in a lot of supermarkets. Now, there's all of this stuff, which is adult, very much aimed at adults is on all sorts of eye levels and all sorts of levels in supermarkets you know you that in itself 
is a little bit more, you know, unsuitable to be at the reach of children than um, the magazine. Well, as a mother, imagine explaining a cock ring and a bottle of loo. What the, what's the one that they do, like the extra tingling? Yeah, sensations. Or whatever, you know, for extra enhanced orgasm pleasure. Imagine explaining that, or imagine explaining why there's a lady on the front with a sexy bikini on. Well, I would much, hands down, much rather say, oh yeah, she's got a, a bikini on because she looks really nice. So because the lady looks really pretty, makes the, the men want to buy the magazine and then they can see what's inside and there's lots of cars, there's groups and things where people think that it's all enough and there's a few pages of boobs, so what? I would much rather explain that as opposed to saying, well, sometimes when there's not enough vag- natural vaginal lubricant, we need to buy this. <laughs> Do you know what I would also really rather see? I would. I was really pleased to see Holly on a cover, okay? As yeah. opposed to Gwyneth Paltrow, who has osteoporosis, because yeah. she starves herself, okay? Allegedly. Um, <laughs> other, other skinny people are out there. Um, and I, and not because Holly is anything like overweight or whatever, because Holly, to me, is normal. And I, as, yeah. you know, having a daughter, I really like normal and one of the things I love about the glamour models and one of the things I found very interesting when I was talking to some of the feminists this week was they all said oh they have these very narrow physiques with these big boobs and I was thinking I actually disagree with that now I know there are some fake boobs in in the glamour industry of course but I actually all of my friends and I actually know people I don't just you know speculate or look on the internet um, and my friends who are in the glamour industry or in that kind of world are either very much into the kind of the bodybuilding, which I can tell you is a hard line to be in, so they work out very, very yeah. hard, or yeah. they are kind of 10s to 12s, 12s to 14s, exactly. and yeah. I don't think they are anorexic and like the other girls are. No, they're not, they're not. Now, I can tell you for a fact that a lot of the girls that appear in all the new reality shows that especially the only way the Essex ones, if you look at the girls now and you look at the girls when they started that show, they'll have dropped most of them at least two to three stone each. Yeah, now yeah. it's in itself is very unhealthy and very worrying because it's these celebrities that are aiming to the the, the teenage girl market. You know, they want to buy dress, they want to buy their dresses, they want to buy their hair extensions, they want to buy their nail polish, their fake tan, they want to look like these girls. And these girls are showing them that since they've got successful, they've dropped at least like 20 pounds. Now, when you look at glamour models, you can find, in fact, if you put 10 glamour models in a, in a line, not any of them would look the same, not any of them would have the same figure as the other if you put me next to Holly, we're completely different. If you put me next to one of the glamour models, say, Rian Sutton, she's very slim, but she's completely different to me. And we sell, both of us sell very well on our covers. So to me, all it does is celebrate the fact that every single woman is different and every single woman should be celebrated for what they look like. I And I, it annoys me how they go on and say that people um, with big breasts on the style. I mean, I have had my breasts augmented now, but that's because 
because when I had Blakely, they fell to my knees. So I felt like, I, as a woman, I had the choice to, to enhance my body, and that's what I did. So the years before that, which is when most of my cousins have come out, I was the top-selling nuts girl, and I had double A size breasts. So bloody hell, I think I'd much rather, you know, say... Well, you know, if, if I've got double-edged breasts and I want to sell a magazine, that's what I'll do. And that's what I did. So these women saying that, you know, they've got tiny waist, they've got big boobs, they're skinny. No, that is very, very ignorant because that's very stereotypical. And like I said, they wouldn't like to be judged by a stereotype. So they can't throw a stereotype back to everybody else. And that's what I like about Nuts magazines. They are very very broad with the spectrum of girls that they use and it's nice and they've got a section in there every week real girls not home girls or what section is called i think it's real girls and it's where girls from home have sent their pictures in and not airbrushed you can see bits and bobs and you know you can see a roll of like where you're bending over and you, your skin might roll or you can see a little bit of cellulite and that is one of their most popular features now if you had that in a woman's magazine that, the, the cellulite, the rolls, the, the ill-fitting pants sometimes, they would be circled and pointed out as negatives. Yeah. But they're enhanced, they're, they're embraced, they're, they're celebrated in lots of magazines. So I think, really, their argument is just, just absolutely... It's ridiculous. So many counter-arguments to their only argument that it's just null and void and should yeah, it's ridiculous. What do you think if, if they got rid of airbrushing? Like, would you think that would be a positive thing to do? Well, I mean, I don't know whether, um, I don't know, obviously, I don't know whether you buy, like, nuts or zoo, but the magazines that go out on the shelves are, obviously, they are airbrushed. I must say, not as much as I would like. I always say, you know, ring, ring up my friend who works there, and I always say, oh, you could have made my arms a bit thinner. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be nice, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, they're not the point of where these women are in, in recognisable because that would be ridiculous. These women are on the list because they're beautiful and they're popular and they sell. So to change them from, you know, massively from what they already are would be in itself ridiculous. But, I mean, I don't know whether you ever read the iPad um, edition of Nuts mm. because that's not airbrushed at all. Not at all. I mean, I always look at that and I always think, bloody hell, I could, could retire my car with that picture, you know, <laughs> and have pictures of me on it. And I'm like, oh, and it is a bit nerve-wracking, but that celebrates it. And it's very popular, their iPad edition. So, I mean, I feel like before these feminists start pointing fingers and saying, well, you know, it's airbrushed, it's not realistic. They need to actually do a little bit of research, get on their iPads, download the iPad edition and then they wouldn't have anything to say because it's not airbrushed. You get more pictures in there. It's very popular, you know. So they've got nothing to say, really. You know, you can't... It's ridiculous, to be honest. I think that maybe also that can be really misconstrued if you've never done it or you've never been kind of... Everybody feels liberated in a different way. For them, they obviously feel liberated by, as they see it, taking on the lad mag culture and all the rest of it. Like, I think that, for me, I feel very liberated and very kind of confident when I'm walking down the street, when I look good, I've got my heels on, I've got my makeup on. Or if you're talking about sexual liberation, I think when you're with somebody, if you're dressing up, you're doing kind of role plays and stuff, I think that's sometimes the time of your life when you feel the sexiest guy. I also think having these shots done, I mean, I've had plenty of professional photos done for myself, and 
I love looking at them and thinking, God, you know, <laughs> I look good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you feel proud of yourself, yeah. just like you would. So having a picture like that in a frame of something that you feel proud of yourself is no different to another female or male having their degree from the university that they've worked hard for in a frame on the wall of their house because that's something that they are equally as proud of. And I feel like you can't belittle people's achievements just because you don't agree with what they're So maybe saying. that's it. Maybe you are and other people who do glamour and, and so on and so forth they're maximizing their talent okay their niche your and i think the one thing i really want to get across as well is it is incredibly hard work to get up and go to the gym all the time to um have your you know to, to maintain you know you're looking good with your hair your nails your tan like everything it is it is hard work you know and anybody who knows yeah. how you know when you can't go and go do you know what sorry i'm going to eat four pizzas on a friday night or i'm going to you know, do this, whatever, you can't live like that, you know, and I restrict my diet, I work out very hard, it is, it is a lot harder for me than, say, friends of mine who go, do you know what, I'm not gonna, you know, I've heard friends of mine say, I'm not gonna bow down to the pressure, I'm not doing it, and I say, yeah, but I don't do it for anybody else, other than if I gained four stone, I would be miserable, not because of other people's yeah. comments, because of how I would feel, and I exactly, think that, yeah. that that is something that's so vital, is you aren't doing glamour modelling, to please other people yeah okay it pleases them and it makes you money yeah obviously that is the chain of food chain but the point is you aren't doing it for other people you're doing it because you love i would imagine having the photo shoots having your hair done having the pictures it's great <laughs> who doesn't yeah. love it i do <laughs> so yeah you know and as well i think what, what you've the glamour babe station bluebird tv industries and stuff they are some of the most supportive and unbitchy women because they also get attention so they don't have yeah. you know we don't have that thing they are really like there is a real sense of sisterhood among them and, and of the people that i know i would cite them as the most confident and i would cite them as as you know the, the independent women who are doing their thing and i really don't want to see them depicted as these poor victims i find that really insulting yeah, I find it insulting as one of these people that's been mm. depicted as one of those victims. Exactly. I think it's very insulting. And I think the fact that now this is all on the internet, and one day my son might come across this online and read this and say, Mom, did you feel pressured into doing that job? Did you feel like a sexual object? Did you feel victimised? And should you, should you have changed something? The fact that because they've put this across and he might read that upsets me a lot because mm. I am very strong, very independent, and I enjoy the life that I have made for myself through this line of work, and I absolutely hold my hands up and salute everything that it represents, because it's absolutely wonderful, and it's an honour to be able to work in this industry, it really is, so the fact that they can put across that it's demeaning and, and you know, whatever else they're saying is very, very insulting indeed, and very insulting, you wouldn't... and it actually offends. You wouldn't go into the street and lecture on philosophy if you didn't know anything about philosophy. So perhaps no, they ought to I come wouldn't. and learn about I what you do. I want to brain surgery if I lost the brain surgery. Yeah. So maybe they should take something from that. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they should really <laughs> take something from that. You can't 
talk about what you don't understand if you don't, especially when they've got absolutely no knowledge in the field. If there was a, a woman up there who used to be a glamour model, who then said, yes, I feel this way, I feel horrible, oh, this, this industry's ruined my life, listen to me, I can tell you about it because I know, then fair enough, I'd sit back and listen and I would say, wow, you must have had a bad experience, I'll listen to what you've got to say. But these women have been invited to sleep, have been invited into, we've, we've welcomed them with open arms to experience our world for what it actually is, not what they think it is in their minds. And they have turned down that opportunity, well, been turned down for a reason, because they obviously are quite aware that they're, they're going to not like what they see because it won't agree with their argument. I think they see it like puppy farming. They see you all as these little caged animals who are stuck on this farm being tortured, abused and, you know, victimised and they're coming along to set you all free. Only if you set yeah. a load of puppies free in the middle of nowhere, you end up killing them anyway. So that's another stupid yeah. thing that some people do. But I, I think as I well, like a lot that. of the, the, these feminists seem to think that we, are, I think they're going to be shocked by the response that they've had from a lot of glamour yeah. models. Because I feel like with them saying they're sexual objects, they're this, they're that, I think they themselves as women forgot that us as women actually have brains. Yeah, now, I'm do. a very intelligent woman. I've got quite a, a high IQ, you'd be surprised. And <laughs> no, wouldn't I do. have the choice of going to university. I was accepted into the University of Manchester. I got straight A's in my A-levels and a very bright girl. Now, I had the choice, do I want to go to Manchester Uni and study to become um, a speech therapist in, in Spanish and English language, or do I want it to take my body and feel empowered and earn a better wage than I ever would have done doing that yeah. and having spent five years at uni and got into £30,000 worth. What would I rather do? Well, as a woman with a brain, I obviously made the right decision because here I am, I've got a five-bedroom house, it's detached, it's lovely, it's in a lovely area and I have earned all that myself and I'm 25. And I feel like, really, they need to sit back and realise that all they're doing is taking away my chance and my choice, which then does affect my son. And it's just a very, it's a very, very sheltered argument that they're putting across. And I don't actually feel like they thought it through before they actually launched the campaign. And I imagine that if, if they aren't now, in a month or third time, and if they were to ever experience a photo shoot, they'll be sat with egg on their faces because really what they're saying has absolutely no, no evidence, no statistics, no backing. It has no value to it. So they really, really should have thought that through. And, and as the liberating... Only people that end up looking stupid is them, not me. And as people who want to liberate women, then you give women a voice, which is someone like yourself, give them a chance to say something back. I really don't like the way they've done that. Cut everybody out. Yeah. Don't say anything. No. That's not liberating. And I mean, especially in a world where they're fighting, they're saying that these magazines need to be stopped because of the relation to rape and whatnot. There are girls out there who are suffering in silence because they have been raped. Now, instead of putting a voice in my mind, a woman who is lucky enough to earn what I earn and who is lucky to not have suffered a hand of sexual abuse in any way, shape or form. Don't speak to me. Speak to the women who are too dead to speak for themselves. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like they're missing a massive, massive point. Grown models don't need speaking for. Uh, there's a lot of victims out there that do need speaking for that don't speak. And I feel like they need to just, you know, put their attention onto those women and take it off us. Of. 
And I think your point earlier about the, the vegans or vegetarians is brilliant because one of their big things, I think, that, that the lobbying that's actually worked for them is suggesting that people who work in Tesco's should have the right to be in an environment where these images aren't displayed. Well, I would like to say to them that people who shop in Tesco's and these other supermarkets would like the opportunity to go shopping there without being picketed. And I think that yeah. there were people who work in the supermarkets who are you know, for religious reasons, don't, you know, handle certain meats or don't consume them. And vegans and vegetarians who work at Tesco's might like to work somewhere where they don't, you know, they aren't exposed to meat and what they see as murder and all the rest of it. And I just think, you know, you have to get to a point in life where you realise we live in a multicultural society, we live in a free, you yeah. know, essentially a free society. And we're very, very lucky if you look at other people in other countries and how they live. And I think yeah, it's we very, are very, very lucky. you know, sad. Yeah. You're right, and exactly what you said then. If they, if somebody for whatever um, religious reason couldn't handle a certain type of meat, I'm sure that Tesco would open their arms widely and wholeheartedly embrace the fact that they stick by their religion and put them on another aisle or another section of the supermarket. They wouldn't make them handle meat if they couldn't for whatever reason. Mm. So if there is people working in Tesco or any other supermarket, you know, didn't want Tesco here. If there is people that work in any supermarkets who don't want to handle these images on the front of Nuts magazine every week, that's fine. Don't work in the magazine department. I'm sure Tesco, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, any of these supermarkets would respect the, their colleagues' needs and put them on a different aisle. I feel like that's all that needs to be done, really. I don't feel like we need to, to make anything taboo or, or oppress anything. I feel like we just need to go on a different aisle. If you don't like it, don't look. And could we see women standing together, not being pitched against one another and making this divide that they've now made and, you know, refusing to talk to us but choosing who they will talk to and so on and so forth. And I just think, do you know what, to me, um, I don't judge people, I get to know them. I have rung yeah, UK Feminista myself, I've emailed them, I've been on their website, I know what they're about, I've spoken to another group who work closely with them and I've gotten to know a lot of feminists. I've gotten to know everyone's point of view before I've formed my own. And I just, you know, I, I think it's very, very dangerous to become um, blinkered to anybody else and anyone else's opinions. I really don't like yeah. that. Really don't You're right, that. because the way that they're approaching this and the way that they're tackling it is very much, very much like a mob formation. It's, you know, it's a very big mob mentality and it is tactical bullying, really, in the fact that they listen to who they want. They don't listen to every every different point of view regarding the issue they are like you say they have blinkers on they're very much blinkered in their approach to tackling it and that's not the way it should be dealt with i feel like the only good thing that has come from this is the, the it's a small group of women uk feminists are a small group of women that actually in my opinion give the rest of us a bad name yeah. now luckily a lot of other women that have brains that work and have a logical way of thinking and an informed view of the situation have all pulled together so it has formed a strong bar on the opposing end of things which is the only good thing that's come from this because it's helped the rest of the females that think logically pull together um, yeah yeah it does very negative really and i think that the other point i'd like to make and i will send this to uk feminista so i do hope they do actually listen to it because it would be quite useful um and what I would like to say is that they wanted to start this hashtag, um, you know, lose the lad mags. And off the back of that, they there was um, a hashtag keep the lad mags, obviously, that was obviously going to happen. I mean, anyone with common sense would know that. And what happened then was girls, women, all sorts of people, ages, 
were getting boobs out and tweeting images of themselves across the internet with keep the lads mad. So actually what they did do was incite a culture to do that online where there's no regulations, there's no proper photo shoots, there's no you yeah. know, kind of payment involved. And so actually, yeah, if women got exploited to join this debate, I think that's how it happened. So I don't think that was that's terribly right. intelligent. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying in the fact that they really haven't thought through anything that they've done. And mm. I just feel like you can't attack such a big part of British media yeah. when without realising that, that, you know, in by doing so, you could damage a lot of other people. And like you say, a lot of girls have been tweeting um, pictures, Facebooking pictures of them with their boobs out saying keep the lads mags. And bloody good on them, I say. But from UK feminists' point of view, they've only gone and achieved exactly what they wanted to to not achieve. Mm. So really, it's a backward way of thinking how to done things. But, it was also really you know, nice I, I, to see some of the um, feminist um, members of these groups um, tweeting endless pictures and quotes and references to Marilyn Monroe throughout their Twitter careers. And actually, Marilyn Monroe was quite a big pin-up. So, um, interesting. They're just ridiculous. <laughs> they don't, is that true? Jesus Christ. They just don't think things through. Like, it's idiotic. I think a lot of, a lot of these people jumping on this bandwagon now just want to have their voice heard. I don't actually think they care what they say or what people are going to be hearing. I think they just want to have their voice heard. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like the London riots. They can't quote Marilyn Monroe and then <laughs> attack, attack the Lagos magazine to steal an idiot. Don't for crying out loud. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the London riots all over again. Nobody knew where they were writing. They were just writing because other people were writing and it was a thing to do. Yeah, it's jumping like the bandwagon. That, that exactly enhances my point that all they are doing mm. is you know, and um, what's the word? All they are doing is encouraging mob mentality. Exactly. And it's not, we shouldn't be encouraging that. I mean, blooming it, we all saw the riots. We do not want to be encouraging anything to do with mobs. Everybody should have their voice. Everybody should have their opinion. Everybody should be able to express whatever they want to express. You know, we're a free country. We're lucky that we're a free country. And... You know, we can't start oppressing the female body just because a small group of 10, 15,000 women dislike their own. So I would say that my kind of closing thing to say would be I would like to see women celebrated, women empowered, women with self-esteem and women who um, exercise tolerance, understanding and dignity. And dignity is something that is only achieved when you aren't making lunatic ranting statements online exactly. <laughs> so. and I would just like to finish by saying hashtag keep the lap <laughs> brilliant <laughs> hi there folks my name's um, Russell Booth I'm 24 uh, and I'm currently a social media specialist at one of the, the UK's largest uh, regional publishers I uh, graduated from Kiel University with a degree in marketing and science about two years ago with marketing and physics. And pretty much since then I've been kind of exposed to the publishing industry quite a lot. I've managed to visit quite a few different newspapers. Um, but at the same time I haven't been really directly involved in creating them. So I've had a, I've had quite a good uh, a good position to look from the outside at how, how the publishing industry affects people and the change of that as well. Well thank you for joining us. Um we basically want to talk to you today about where you stand on this banning the lads mag debate and how you think from your kind of side of things how 
how that will affect things and really what you think the argument's about. Yeah, sure. So I think um, there, are, there are two key issues to look at um, when we come to banning lads, mate. And uh, I think the first one needs to be is actually fully understanding uh, modern-day sexism and, and does it exist and how it exists and what, what part it plays in actually our culture. And second to that is the effect of lads, mate. And do they actually uh, negatively impact, so we say, lads and lads' impressions and the way women are perceived as well. So those are the two key things that I think we need to think about. Um, but I will say that I, I do believe that there are stereotypes of genders. I do believe males and females do have roles in society that people do kind of automatically associate with each other. We have phrases such as boys will be boys and um, ladies man. And those are, I believe, symptoms of the way that we've been growing up and the way we've been exposed to the media and the way that there is sexism that exists in that in that modern culture. Um, but what I will definitely say is that banning lads mags is really not a solution to anything. Um, I don't think that's really fixing the, the core issues uh, that, are, that exist. And really the only result I can see from coming out of banning lads mags will be putting people that work for those magazines out of jobs, um, potentially putting models out of jobs which will cause them to go into you know, other maybe underground into worse jobs. And um, also, there are a lot of other contributors to gender stereotypes in the mainstream media. So we've got films, newspapers, television, and, and a lot of women's magazines, which are also on display, obviously, right next to lads' mags. And, and they're really image-focused, so you can see them circling celluloid, promoting new fad diets, talking about which, which female celebrity has the best bikini body and how you can get it. So they're really image-focused. So really, banning lads' mags doesn't really solve any problem at all. The, the issue still remains, and the only real net result is that people that work for these companies could get put out of work and could ultimately change their lives into having to go into poor careers. From a social media point of view, what is the like, yeah. um, obviously, going on Twitter and tweeting a very major supermarket brand, which is the one they've targeted as Tesco, um, having a go at Nuts magazine, um, Again, is it just that instead of choosing, I mean, um, you know, I'm just throwing it out there, not saying this is what they've done, instead of choosing perhaps a more effective or more constructive route to um, achieve what they want, they've chosen the one that will get them the most attention. Do you think that perhaps there's less kind of substance to this um, sort of stance in a way and, and kind of campaign and a more kind of this is how the media will take attention if we go for a ban the lads? And, I suppose people have, you know, they've got us talking about it. Um, I think that my concern is that if that is, you know, if you're a group and you want to get over a message, then yes, okay, you got attention, but then didn't you get attention and end up looking a bit daft? Like, I think it was, for me, it's not, it's not the way to have done things. And I'm concerned, you know, how it's going to affect the girls that are being targeted. Um, again, the supermarket that's been targeted. I mean, you know, it's not like at the moment as a country we're in a situation to be, you know, able to take sort of hits and things. I'm just kind of confused, you know, why why the medium they've chosen. I mean, is it something that you think, is it clever? I mean, is that what they've done? Yeah, I mean, definitely Twitter is possibly one of the worst, I believe, mediums they could have chosen. Tumblr would have been a much more effective way to go, or just even a website with a blogger. The problem with Twitter is things escalate a lot, and you can only put 140 characters. There is no route for a debate to go except into kind of violence and abuse, and basically just kind of slagging each other off. Because Twitter is 
I'd imagine they've just gone there because that's where the majority of people are going, and it's it's got an element of being anonymous. So it's not like Facebook where you've got your full name and profile accessible, and it's really publicly accessible. So I can understand why Twitter. I can understand why they went there. I can understand why there are a lot of feminists that debate through Twitter, but ultimately it's not it's not a good medium to be having these kind of conversations. What we're doing right now is a lot better. We can both get our point across. We can be calm and concise. Uh, mm. Twitter, yeah, like I said, the debate, it will always end up really just turning to abuse and violence and people shouting at each other and ultimately accomplishing very little. But as you say, it does get noticed. Do you think, well, I mean, if, if you were, you know, using your expertise, if you were wanting to, I don't know, you were wanting to say, okay, I want some more gender equality in the world, what what would you have done? Like, what would have been the better way? Well, I would have used Twitter very um, restrictively rather than replying and uh, we have, at the minute, we have this kind of abuse case where people, are, men are threatening women and that's just, they're just trolling and are getting more attention and the whole debate that goes on around that. Ultimately, I think the issue we have with sexism is it's, just, it's an extremely emotional issue. It's very difficult to talk to, um, from a woman and a man, a man to talk to each other about sexism, for a feminist to try and talk to a man and possibly, uh, obviously, another woman as well, without it becoming a, a kind of man versus woman argument. Mm. Really, the issues exist in society and, and the media and gender equality. There is go about promoting that is more more through websites, more through blogs, more through educated discussion as well. And I will say that I do follow Everyday Sex and they do, do a lot of radio conversations and they tend to be a lot more successful than what happens on Twitter. I think as well, I mean I'm kind of looking at it um, just from a sort of someone who's never really considered the whole lads mag debate being an issue. Um, what I kind of look at it and I go, surely if you're saying you need to ban lads mags, not women's mags, which I think how cause, in my opinion, they cause a lot many more problems. You know, there is the body yeah, image issues, there's the anorexia, people die. You know, yeah. there is a lot more, in my opinion, serious issues going on there. But by yeah. targeting lads mags, surely then, if you're not targeting magazines as a whole, you're being sexist. So it kind yeah. of, <laughs> you know, I shouldn't laugh, but it kind of says to me, well, it's sexist to have females on the cover of a magazine in a sexually portraying way yep. because that's for men's gratification. But then we're only having a go at the men's magazines. Well, then, you know, why not go to the people who do the kind of guidelines for magazines and say, look, you know, we want a better, stronger portrayal of women. Is it not a strong woman who stands there saying, I'm confident with my body. I am going to use these men who are daft enough to pay, I don't know, £1.60, £2, whatever the magazine is. Um they're daft enough to pay me a wage to stand here and pout. More for them. Isn't that an empowered woman who says, like, stuff you, you idiot? And isn't that actually, isn't it sexist that, in a sense, isn't the woman doing the misgiving by selling her body? You know, I just, I, I kind of, I'm confused on that issue. I don't kind of see. Yeah, I but I, I understand what you're saying. I would actually agree definitely with what you said about uh, women's magazines and traditionally women's magazines. They, if, you, if you do have a chance to just stand in a supermarket and just, just take in each front cover, it really is kind of shocking when you actually understand what it's saying, that every single one has a different diet, every single one is a celebrity, 
damaging than than lads max i mean one but of I the things also argue, sorry, go no, no yeah go for it yeah well, well i think we're focusing on, on the magazines here obviously it, but the issue does exist aside from that as well so we're talking tv sitcoms traditionally tend to be very uh, very stereotypical so people like joey from friends got charlie harper barney from how i met your mother Sitcoms tend to follow that traditional stereotypical way of having that, that legendary guy who gets all the girls, whereas traditionally women are portrayed to be more embarrassed or more ashamed if they've had several one night stands or whatever. And that I think that level even comes down to childhood. So I'm not sure if you remember. Do you remember Dexter's Laboratory? Mm-hmm, I do. That was one of my favourite cartoons. I used to watch that every day. But when you look at it from a, a point of view of gender, Dexter was the young boy who was very smart. He had his own enormous laboratory underground and he was very good at science and math. But he had his sister Dee Dee who was the kind of blonde dicked character and he had his father who used to go out to work every single day. And he had his mother who used to stay at home and clean every single day. Now that's not particularly sexist and obviously you're not, I'm not saying anyone who watches Dexter Laboratory is a sexist, but you've got to think children are exposed to that from the ages of pretty much one to ten and and, t- and TV cartoons like that. And as a child, you you will be affected by those stereotypes. You will start to take in that that stereotypical role for gender and men and women. And I do believe that plays a much more vital role in sexism. There's uh, much more worse than kind of lad mags. But isn't isn't it also the case that it's about choice, right, and freedom and, and all the rest of it. If you want to get your boobs out for money, then you get your boobs out. If you want to pay a girl to get her boobs out for money, then pay her. Isn't it more about education and saying, look, okay, these things are available and there will be a percentage of the um, male population who choose to buy them. There'll be a percentage that choose not to and there'll be a percentage that have a wife that would kill them if they did. <laughs> so, you know, and I just kind of think, isn't that, part of what makes society good is the freedom of choice, the freedom of speech, the fact that we're not... I mean, there are some terrible things going on in other countries where women are forced into marriages and, and yeah. indeed in this country yeah. and, you know, some other countries where it's not legal for a woman to drive or to have a job or, you know, for these other things. And I think, isn't it about saying the UK as a whole is made up of all these different groups of people, different um, ethnicities, religions, cultures, belief systems, and isn't it really about saying that as a woman or a man, you have a set of choices and your your social ex- exposures and experiences will, of course, govern these choices. But isn't yep. it then about going into schools and saying, this woman is, yes, she does do this job for a living and, yes, okay, that in some way she could feel exploited or whatever, but isn't she a better role model than, dare I say it, some of the reality stars who are saying... Yeah. I mean, what do they do? I mean, I, I kind of think particularly I felt it was particularly unfortunate for them in a sense for their campaign that they've targeted it when Holly from Geordie Shaw's on the cover. Holly is a curvaceous girl, so she's doing a good thing, I think, in that sense of body image. Holly is very much, I don't think Geordie Shaw is everyone's cup of tea, but I certainly think you can say watching it, the girls definitely have equality with the boys. They go out and they do what they want and they pull who they want and they live how they want and they drink how they want and okay, maybe it isn't the best role model in the world, but I just think when you're talking about equality and sexism, really, I, I just, I think that that was the wrong, wrong angle. 